0: The theme uh, this morning that we want to consider as we come to our studies in the book of Proverbs is wise counsel. And we're familiar uh, with this theme, counsel comes to us or is given by us in many forms, such as admonition, advice, caution, consideration, direction, information, recommendation, suggestion, or warning. We all give counsel. And we all receive counsel whatever age we are. From the instructions of caring grandparents, watch the iron, that's hot, to the bluntness of a sibling, you need a shower. We know about counsel, advice, caution and direction. One 17th century French writer wrote, one gives nothing so freely as advice. And for some of us, Giving counsel is a deficient character trait. We're bossy, opinionated, pontifical. The word counsel is included in some important phrases in our language, such as counsel of despair, referring to action to be taken when all else fails. Counsel of perfection, which is ideal, but impractical advice. And keeping one's counsel which means not confiding in others. Professional counselling, as Diane well knows, has become more common and popular in our society since the nineteen fifties. Many people in our society are receiving professional and confidential help in such areas of their lives as choice of career, emotional needs, difficult relationships, and personal crises. School guidance teachers, social workers, and pastors use counselling skills regularly in their work. In recent years, post-disaster counselling has developed to help people who have suffered the effects of violent crime, war, earthquakes, floods, and other disasters. The Bible as the Christian's chief counseling manual. In every part of it we receive admonition, advice, caution, direction, warning. The Bible's not mere, a, merely a gripping story or a good read. It's an authoritative book of counsel for us. Second Timothy 3:16 claims that all the Bible is useful for instruction in righteousness. But what is true of all of the Bible is especially true of the book of Proverbs. Chapter 1, which we read, verses 2 to 5, sets out the purpose of this book. And it is to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight To receive instruction in wise dealing. In righteousness, justice and equity. To give prudence to the simple. Knowledge and discretion to the youth. It says let the wise hear this book of Proverbs. And increase in learning. And he who understands. Will obtain guidance. This book of Proverbs is full it's overflowing, it's brimming with wise counsel. Chapters 1 to 22, 16, as we've said, contains nearly 400 proverbs. And each of these proverbs provides counsel for us in practical circumstances. Such as the abundance of the wise counsel in this book that it is common for Bible reading programs to include a chapter of Proverbs for each day. The famous evangelist Billy Graham, surrounded by multiple temptations, read a chapter of Proverbs for years. And perhaps our young people here, whom we love so much, this would be a good practice. As you finish school, as you enter college and work our university. And so it's appropriate for us as we begin our studies in Proverbs to consider this theme this morning, wise counsel. We consider five verses where counsel is mentioned and these verses use five different metaphors to illustrate the beneficial effect of wise counsel in our lives we're going to see the great use of the powerpoint in these thematic sermons so the first verse is chapter 20:18 which we read to the boys and girls today chapter 20 verse 18 wise counsel brings us success plans are established by counsel by wise guidance wage war this proverb claims that wise counsel brings success to our plans. Our consideration of buying a property, choosing a career, marriage, wise counsel helps us make our decision about those issues to be successful. The very opposite of this situation is stated in chapter 15, verse 22. Without counsel, purposes, are disappointed then the verse goes on to make our point but in the multitude of counselors they are established in both these proverbs the word established is used to describe the effect of wise counsel in our decisions the hebrew word is to stand to erect And so the meaning is our plans will not fall, will not fail, will not lie flat, will not tumble, will not shatter, will not fade, will not disappear. If we receive wise counsel, they will stand firm. The Hebrew word in 1522 for established is slightly different, but the same idea is is made. It means to endure, to succeed, to remain. So the plans of those who act on wise counsel will be successful, will be established. And the writer provides us with one illustration of this principle in this 18th verse. It is taken from a war cabinet by wise guidance, wage war. The scenario illustrating the usefulness of wise counsel is one country planning to invade another country. Such a decision is massive, having international, financial and political implications. And this example is illustrating for us the influence, the power The importance of wise counsel. What is not the kind of thing that we're to rush into or any nation is to rush into? Counsel is to be taken beforehand. Discussions are to be held. Meetings are to be convened. Plans are to be made. The strength of the enemy is to be assessed. The repercussions of the war anticipated. The weak points in the enemy studied. The weather forecast ascertained. The relation of the enemy country to other countries considered. One's own resources explored. The likelihood of the duration of the conflict predicted. Here is a proverb written in 1000 B.C., which is bang up to date as all of scripture is. The dominant headline of our news today is illustrating this proverb. Hamas considered many of these issues before its attack on Israel. And Israel in this past week has been taking counsel before attacking Gaza. Generals congregated around long tables Discussing their strategy. However, it was not biblical, wise guidance they received. There was no Bible on that table. The minds of fallen men and women, driven by greed, revenge, or retaliation, polluted their decision. None of the biblical ideas of love of neighbor, forgiveness, mercy, eye for eye, contentment, influence, their counsel. But as we take decisions in our lives with an open Bible, let's not be rash or impulsive, but let us get wise counsel. Our plans will fail without it. But will be refined and bettered by it. We all have blind spots and needs the views of wise people to see the weaknesses of our plans. Underlying this proverb is the doctrine of the fall. We're not perfect people. Our first impressions are not always the right impressions. Our considered judgment is not always the right judgment. Our every plan needs pondering, refining, evaluating, and improving by others. Much of the sorrow in our lives from broken relationships, failed financial ventures, and many of our regrets have been caused by avoiding or ignoring wise counsel. Wise counsel is therefore... To be our best friend, our closest companion in our decision making. Charles Bridges warns us of the twin dangers we face as we listen to the counsel of others. Our wisdom, he says, lies in self distrust, at least leaning to the suspicion that we may be wrong yet while guarding on the other side against that indecision of judgment which is carried about by every person's opinion. Two important qualifications on this point are, first, make your own decision in the end. It's you that has to live with it, not others'. Listen to what older people might say about the type of car you should drive. Consider their points about the color, the power, the size, the model. But in the end, make your own mind up. It's you that has to drive the thing every day. Listen to what older women say about the type of man you should marry. But in the end, with an open Bible, make your own mind up. Or to behave as Alexander Pope describes. "'Tis with our judgment, as our watches, "'none go just alike, "'yet each believes his own.'" Spurgeon mentions that a godly woman advised him not to become a minister, he didn't listen to her. But the, the second qualification is, let us step up to the plate, if a brother or a sister asks you for counsel, take his or her request seriously because plans are established by counsel. Give it thought. Give it prayer. Give it your best moments of consideration. Plans are established by counsel. Counsel. As elders and deacons, we try to study the agenda of the meetings that we're coming to so that we come with considered opinions on the topics, having thought of them, prayed over them, considered the biblical principles about them rather than sitting in the meetings in silence or speaking the first thing that comes into our minds. And parents must drop everything. Everything. And give their full attention to their child when she asks them for advice on a decision. Because plans are established by wise counsel. Secondly, wise counsel advances our wisdom. This is chapter 19, verse 20. Read with me this verse. 19:20 listen to advice, and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. The metaphor used here is the home or the school classroom. The idea is a pupil listening to parents or teacher in home or class, learning details that they do not yet know. French grammar, geography, trends of history, periodic tables. The pupil learns with humility from another. The pupil in the words of our text listens, is instructed, and by that learning is prepared for life. Tables are learned, grammar is mastered, fitness is developed, diet is identified, an understanding of our province and time and history is gained. Counsel, advice, and instruction in the home or the classroom prepares the pupil for life this scenario again illustrates the power of wise counsel. The unschooled, the uneducated get up to all kinds of trouble. Those who cannot read, write or count struggle in this life. But education, godly education, instruction and learning is critical to a young person. And so wise counsel is critical for us, the text says to become wise. We're not born wise. We learn wisdom. We gain it. We grow wise. It is something that is developed. Some learn wisdom from their mistakes. Others from the wise advice of teachers. We say there's no fool like an old fool. And the old person is a fool because they've never become wise. Perhaps because they would never listen to wise counsel. This proverb emphasizes the place, the role, the importance of godly older Christians in our congregation. You have obtained wisdom. And so I have a crucial part to play in shaping the next generation. The next generation will be wise. This text says, "Only through wise counsel. Let's not let them learn by their mistakes. Let's not leave it to our schools. To teach them wisdom, let's give wise counsel to our young people so that they live life's, lives of wisdom. And older people, you don't always have to be saying something to them. Your life speaks volumes. You're attending public worship morning and evening, each week is wise counsel. You're keeping the Sabbath day as wise counsel. You're singing our psalms heartily in this church as wise counsel. You're asking after the health of others. It's you giving to the young people of this congregation wise counsel. But it's in the home that the primary influence of our children is Parents, by word and example, communicate wisdom. And so children are to listen to the wise counsel of their parents. Chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Hear, my son and daughter, your father and mother's instruction. And forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck Lord Chesterfield observed rightly advice is seldom welcome and those who lack it the most always like it the least all of us should be growing in wisdom through the instruction of the word shouldn't we Psalm 119 verse 24 says, Your testimonies, O Lord, are my delight. They are my counsellors. As we sit daily with and under the word of God, we grow, we are to grow in wisdom. But how often the wise counsel of God's word passes us by George Harris, a US congressman addressing students at the beginning of one university year, said I intended to give you some advice but now I remember how much is left over from last year unused. Thirdly, wise counsel prevents our failure. Chapter 11 verse 14 Where there is no guidance a people falls But in an abundance of counsellors, there is safety. This is another interesting proverb which takes us to another area of life. Not military or educational, but nautical. The word guidance here means steering. It comes from the Hebrew word for rope. as a reference to the steering equipment of a boat. The rudder connected by a rope to the wheel which guides the boat. And without steering apparatus... The boat will drift, flounder on the rocks, the text says, will fall. This word fall in verse 14 is used three times in Proverbs chapter 11. In verse 5, the wicked falls by his own wickedness. In verse 28, whoever trusts in his riches shall fall. We have seen instances of these Proverbs, and we know the dangers associated with them. We have seen in our own town drug dealers driving around in Range Rovers, flaunting in our faces their ill-gotten gains, and then we have seen them arrested, heard of them being shot or hounded out of their patch. We have watched them fall. We have seen multimillionaires lose everything by a poor investment choice or wasteful spending. Professional footballers like Keith Gillespie, who had everything and lost it all. We have seen the wicked and the worldly fall. But perhaps we have missed this other instance of people falling through lack of wise counsel. Parental societal church guidance was given to them but they rejected it well it's true that too many cooks spoil the broth As the Roman poet Terence said so many men so many opinions and an abundance of advice can drive people to the place where they refuse to listen to any other's counsel because it's confusing them, overburdening them. This proverb asserts that where there is no guidance, a people falls. Fourthly, wise counsel reveals depths. Chapter 20, verse 5. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. The word purpose here means counsel, advice, prudence. It's a really interesting proverb. The reference here, I think, is best understood of the wise advice in someone else, which we tap into rather than us tapping into our own deep, wise counsel. There in the congregation as a wise, mature, godly, senior member of our church. You're thinking of selling your house, moving elsewhere. You're puzzling over this decision, praying about it, reading the word, seeking guidance, urban or rural, mortgage or no mortgage. So many questions, so few answers. Then you realize that what you really need is to talk it over with a mature believer and draw out of him or her the deep wisdom on this issue. We generally don't walk around voicing our opinions <coughs> and giving advice to others on every topic, and nor should we. Wise counsel 25 says, 20 verse 5 says, is like deep water. The image is that of a well, and you have to drop the bucket down, away down. retrieve the cool clear deep water one British politician stated at the time of the invasion of the Falkland Islands that we have suffered the inevitable consequences of a combination of unpreparedness and feeble counsel feeble not deep shallow unconsidered uninformed young parents should draw out the deep counsel of godly older parents we have the saying he that has no children brings them up well those adults without the challenges the joys the disappointments the heartbreaks of child rearing give shallow opinions and surface counsel on parenting and we are not to listen to them or to consult with them But parents with maturity and godly experience, young parents are to seek their advice and access the deep wisdom that lies in their heart. How to help our young children sit through a church service, how to conduct family worship at home, how to keep the Sabbath day. We're not to share all our problems with everyone and seek the advice of everyone about our troubles, that's dangerous. Just seek out a few mature believers and get their opinion on your problem. And lastly, wise counsel pleases our hearts. 27 verse 9, oil and perfume, 27 verse 9, oil and perfume make the heart glad and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. The wise counsel of a friend, one who knows you, loves you, cares for you, understands you, and forgives you, is like sweet perfume. Earlier in the chapter, the benefit of a friend's rebuke is noted. Better is open rebuke than hidden love, and we'll think of that this evening. The Reformation Study Bible comments on that phrase hidden love, a genuine love for someone but lacking the moral strength to risk giving a rebuke. 27 verse 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Constructive criticism given in a humble and loving way by a friend is beneficial to us, though sometimes it might hurt like a wound. But the wise counsel in 27 verse 9 is different. This is advice, direction which is like the fragrance of a flower, this pleasant, refreshing, uplifting, attractive. The thing that makes a friend sweet, the text says, his company desirable, a delight to be with, is his wise counsel. You raise with her subjects, You talk over coffee about decisions you must take, problems in your marriage, challenges in your parenting, and she provides beautiful counsel for you. Your life is transformed just as your sense of smell is transformed as you walk through a scented garden. Some of us give counsel like a bull in a china shop, like a machine gunner cutting down all in front of us. But this is wise counsel kindly given. Like that given by our loving grandparents. With a twinkle in their eye. And a squeeze of our arm. But we can resent even the most fragrant counsel. L.P. Smith advises us, don't tell your friends their social faults. They will cure the faults and never forgive you, we're to respond positively to wise and godly counsel. Such wise counsel is thrown out in bucketfuls every Wednesday evening at our church prayer meeting. You're missing out if you're not there. Not only to pray to Almighty God, but to receive the wisdom of older believers as they talk about all kinds of things that God has spoken to them about in their life. And this wise counsel shows us Jesus. The perfection of counsel. The one described by Isaiah in chapter 9 verse 6 as the wonderful counselor he still exercises this office as the prophet exalted at the right hand of God by his word by his spirit as we read the bible he enables us to understand it and apply it to our lives in legitimate ways and we need to listen to his word We can be too quick to seek the counsel of one another. We can be too easily influenced by the behaviour of others. Jonathan Swift wrote, It is the folly of too many in his day to mistake the echo of a London coffee house for the voice of the kingdom. Let's not do that. Plenty of coffee houses in this town which I love. Let's meet there and get wise counsel from one another. But let us listen ultimately to Jesus, the wonderful counselor in his word each day. As we lift the Bible day by day, let us pray the words of Samuel. Speak Lord, for your servant is listening.